0: Hey friend, before we jump into the show, have you ever like screwed up and then you feel the need to explain, even though maybe no one was going to notice, and this is one of those times. So we made a big deal of posting pictures on social media of the three of us in my podcast closet. So there was Beth, our guest, and Michelle and me, and I was so excited and I said how excited I was. and then. I forgot to change my microphone settings, which means the only voice that is super clear is Beth, and Michelle is pretty good, and my voice is awful. Now, the good news is I would would rather Beth's voice be clear than my voice because she's the one who has so much to say, but I felt the need to tell you that I know the quality of my voice is bad, and I'm just so sorry, so listen anyway, Beth is amazing, Michelle is amazing. And ugh, then there's me. So thanks for understanding. We're nothing but if not honest. Okay, on to the show. Welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode whatever the heck we don't know. I'm Tammy. And I'm Michelle. And if you follow us on social media, you saw my picture of Beth. Well, no, it was a picture of me reading Beth's book at like 5.30 in the morning, I think, and just crying over it again. I've been, I can't believe it's taken this long to get her on the show I just I don't know what the deal was Beth sorry no problem (laughs) (laughs) Beth will be the first to tell you that she's she's more of a of a like one-on-one tell her story I went just a minute ago I said I've never really heard you share your story and she looked at the book and said well that's where it's right there but some people may not, I mean, we're going to put the link in the show notes for your book and I hope people will get it. Um, but some people, you know, just may not think to get a book and, and they just want to be inspired by you on the podcast. So your book is called, I can even dance and let's hold off on why you call it that. till so let's make that like the, boom. Okay. the end, cause it's the best. So like what, just share a little bit about what happened in your life that, that prompted you to write this book, like What was your story, Beth?
1: Okay, well,
2: I was married to a man for 10 years, and we had built our dream house in Georgia, and it even had a secret room in it because it was my dream house and it was behind a bookcase and it was a Victorian home.
0: I'm sorry. I have to ask, why was it your dream to have a secret room?
2: I don't know. I just wanted one. (laughs)
0: I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Okay. I just wondered if it was something I didn't know about you. No. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: No. But, um, the secret room is where he kept his guns. And, um, it turns out that after 10 years of marriage, I found out that he was having an affair. And so one night, we had gotten into a discussion about it, and he went to the secret room and started opening up the bookcase. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm going to kill myself.
0: And you knew that, did you, because I don't remember seeing that in the book, but that's just probably because I was focused on other things. Did you know the guns were in there? You knew yes. You the guns in there? Okay. Yes. So it was just weird to you that he was just...
2: Opening it up okay. in the middle of a okay. fight, basically. You,
0: <laughs> right. That's And then, so then he threatened...
2: He said, I'm going to kill myself. And I said,
0: no, you're not. And then all of a
2: sudden, I heard this loud noise. And I'm like, I can't believe he actually shot that gun. And then I'm like, why am I laying on the floor? And then I'm like, my leg hurts. And it took my mind that long to realize what had happened. He actually shot me.
0: You hear that sometimes about people when something has mm-hmm. happened and They don't know that it's, is it shock?
2: Yes. It?
0: Mm-hmm. And so there you are. You realize you've been shot. Mm-hmm. And how I'm, did you get help? Well, my leg was actually bent backward
2: and he, he did come over there and he stuck his fist in the hole in my leg and called 911. And then, you know, of course they came and, um, and then they straightened my leg out. And when I heard him straighten, it, it was like,
0: that. <laughs> why did they, I mean, was it the, the impact it shifted your leg, or was it you falling? What?
2: I have no idea, because I was just laying there like that.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I bet there's a lot you've forgotten, too, about like the details of that. Mm-hmm. So they took you to the hospital. What happened next, either with your recovery or when you got out? Whoa. The police
2: questioned me, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, and there was police in and out. And um, he kept saying it was an accident. He didn't mean to... But, and I stupidly believed him and went I'm back so to him. <laughs> yeah. no, I that. Yeah. So I went back to him and, um, we tried to put our lives back together. I thought he'd changed and for a while it was really wonderful. I mean, I did think that God had redeemed our marriage so and glad. this is what, you know, I'd been praying for, you know, him, you know, to walk with the Lord and, and so, um, But then uh, I found out he was having the affair again. And the abuse had, yeah, and the abuse had started again. I just thought something was wrong with me. Why is he yelling at me all the time? Why is he calling me names? What am I doing wrong? But then I, you know, found out that it was on
0: again. So there was, like, before the gunshot, there was abuse. But at the time, you didn't identify it as abuse.
2: Right. right. I thought that as a Christian woman, I was supposed to be submissive to my husband. So I thought it was my fault if he was calling me stupid. It was my fault if I was being a bitch. It was
0: my fault,
2: and I didn't realize that that was abuse.
0: That that had to be so hard to go through and then to look back on. Mm-hmm. Did you did you talk to anybody during? Because you said in the book that everybody thought you were the perfect couple, mm-hmm. so did you did you talk to like did you say to uh, to your friends or family like well you know what am I doing wrong or did you did you confide that anything was going on with the yelling and the pushing and the no not till afterward
2: and and not to throw anybody under the bus but I think a lot of things what 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 we think is normal is because of what we've seen growing up. So that's why I thought that's just what marriage was. That's how husband and wife interact. I didn't know that it wasn't normal. I even remember one time going home with one of my college roommates. And when the father came home from work, he went to his wife, how's the most wonderful wife in the world today? And he hugged her and kissed her. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was such a light bulb moment for me. I didn't realize... That the People
1: actually were like that. I think that like growing up was the family philosophy that you kept things that happened in the family within yes. the family and you didn't share. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I can certainly relate to that. Yeah. And, and it's just, that's what you think is right at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to push, but you mean when you were growing up, so there were rough, like your growing up time was a little rough and you saw some things that, made you think that was just what marriage was. Is that what yes.
2: you Yes.
0: So you went back, you tried and listen, when I hear you say, and I would, I would say the same thing too, you know, uh, I would probably say I was stupid or whatever, but I hate to hear you say that. So anyway, I just want to, I just want to say that. But you're, I mean, all three of us here sitting in and we're in the podcast closet, by the way, I don't think we make note of that, but <laughs> we'll have pictures to, I just, I like staying in here forever and to have both of y'all in here is so much fun. Um, What's
2: my point? When I went back,
1: and (laughs) what
0: I was thinking, say like
1: we all three, like we're all three, um, we're all three Christians, and I think that it's it would be a very natural thing when something that big happens to want to believe. Okay, this is going to be the thing that is going to change. This is going to change this person's heart. Mm -hmm. God's absolutely going to completely change and heal this situation. And so I don't think it's it's stupid at all to to want to believe. That that is what happened mm-hmm. because it can, especially you know, as, as Christians, we know people can change. And when something that drastic happens,
0: you you want to believe that answer to prayer, absolutely right. And and we laugh sometimes because some, we'll pray for something and it actually happens, and then we act like we don't believe it happened. And they're like, "How do we not believe it happened? We pray for it, it happens, right? So it it happened. Plus, marriage is supposed to be forever. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what it's supposed to be, and you're supposed to commit yourself and so you you did all of those things so and we know we're supposed to forgive
1: as christians Ugh.
2: but what i had to learn was <laughs> forgiveness
1: is not the same as trust but he was probably more caring than he'd ever been right in your healing process at least in the beginning so
0: right right well and i saw that you said in the book and you said it now too that he, he was becoming the man that you would hope that he had become. And so what I was wondering was, do you mean the man that you'd hoped he would become from the time you realized things were not good till then? Or did you look back and think you would always pray that things would be better? Did that make sense?
2: Yes. Like, um, like the spiritual leader of the family and like going to church, he would go to church, but it was like,
0: you know, dragging
2: him to church. I wanted him to want to go to church and want to have a relationship, you know, with the Lord.
0: So what made you finally, like, how did it all become where you were like, no, how did that happen? Because you're back, things are getting better, mm-hmm. and then you find out he's having the affair still, the abuse picks back up, right? Is that where right. you were? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so then where found where'd a, you go?
2: He, he had another cell phone because I would check his cell phone, you know, as part of that building back the trust and, yeah. you know, and. But he, so he would let me look at that cell phone. (laughs) Well, he had another cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. So after I found the cell phone, there was an altercation. And, you know, like I was still on crutches. He was choking me and I, you know, fell down and then called my friends and they came and and got the girls and helped us.
0: So you skip over that. Go
1: ahead. No, I was just going to say like reading that part in the book where you said that that was the moment where the love left your heart. Oh, and so so, very powerful statement. And just as it was just like the realization of this is what this is, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, very powerful.
0: Gosh, that, yeah, I'm so glad you picked up on that because that was huge. And, and, You talked about it so quickly, just this minute, because when you were talking about it, I was like, God, I'm reading that thinking. And and I literally, when I said that I was reading it again, crying this morning, I am not making that up. I just, it's the third time I've read it. And those, so you, you are going to buy it. You know, you who are listening now (laughs) and and it's 30 minutes really, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on how fast you're, um, and, and you admit to writing it for this generation that has a little bit of a shorter retention span.
2: Right. And, and you know with the Instagram and Facebook and so it's got pictures in it, you know, to keep
0: people, you know, involved. And that's what I love about you. And what I, and so what I'm getting back to on all of this is you say it so fast. You're like, he was, you know, choking me and, you know, pushed me. And then I was like, no, so, just so fast. And I feel like the the reason that you do that too, is that your main goal in doing all of this is to help other women. Right. And mm-hmm. so you're like, yeah, I had pain, but I want, I want this to be for them. So love left your heart and you left. Mm-hmm. And how, cause you know, women who are in those abusive relationships, you hear so many stories about how they leave or how they can't leave or how, how did you leave?
2: Well, I was blessed to have my father that took me and the girls in. So I have two two daughters at that time, and um, I was still like on salary from my previous job.
0: We you've always been in the school district, right? Yes. Okay, so you were.
2: Mm-hmm. So I would work from a distance before that was actually a thing, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, gradually tapered off. But um, what I just want to say is that the Lord. The reason why I skip over the other part and back up is because I want all the focus on the Lord mm. because He so redeemed me and so took care of me during that time. It's it's actually bittersweet memory because, yeah, it was so hard, but it's so sweet because God was just so good to me. He was so good to me. He was my husband. He was the girl's father.
0: You felt His presence.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, He just took care of me. And, and like the book says... Uh, I would literally get checks in the mail and I had no idea where they came from. And people say that, but I mean it was for real. Like I got a check from a tree company in South Carolina. I have no idea. <laughs> but it was just when I needed it. It was just when we were about out of money and I just sat on the floor and cried. And then <laughs> Tori would come home from school and she'd like she'd see me crying because 'cause I'd just been to the mailbox, you know, and get her off the bus. She? she was six. Oh my gosh, okay. And she was like, God sent you another check in the
0: mail, didn't he? <laughs> That is so sweet. Mm-hmm. That is so sweet. And you do give, you do give all the glory. I mean, you do. And I, and I wonder too, um, you talk about your friends and how they supported you. And since this is a podcast for women and supporting loving women, what, what did they, how did your friends support you? Like, what are the things that they did? Cause we want women listening to feel supported. Mm-hmm. And loved. So mm-hmm. how did you feel supported and loved from the women in your life?
2: There was one in particular who was from Georgia. And um, whenever I would get upset, I would call her. And she would just quote scripture and just talk to me and just quote scripture and God's with you and it's going to be okay. And she just, she was wonderful. I don't
0: want to be like mm-hmm. that. But I don't have... <laughs> My memory, I'll be like, I was <laughs> trying to think of a quote this morning that she's <laughs> having a hard time. And I'm like, you know, it's the scripture. It's from Romans. And it's I want to be one of those scripture quoting women. I'll work on that. I'll work on this. So they, so you had the spiritual support, whether other things that they did to help and support you, or I hate to ask this, but were there things that you would encourage women not to do? when they're trying to help a friend through trauma or crisis. I mean, I don't know if anything sticks with you.
2: The only thing that sticks with me honestly is don't don't jump to another man. That's not where the answer is. Like if you've gone through abuse and you're trying to heal from that, you don't you can't find that in a man. You've got to get healed first on the inside and and with the Lord being your you know, your sufficiency. So I went through lots of classes at church and and you know, and there were women there too, you know, and they
0: were Supporting each other. Mm-hmm. I was. I've, I marked a bunch of things in your book, but when you just said that, I was. I made a note of all the things that you did. Um, you took. You went through counseling, divorce care, twelve step healing <laughs> for damaged emotions. You took classes to find healing in the Lord to find out why you chose the way you did. At one point, I think you wanted to know why your picker was broken. Right. Did you say that somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean that's that's amazing. And did that all happen? Like, how quickly were you able to get to the point where you did that and you started working on healing? Was that, I mean, I know God directed you through that, but was it immediately? Was it, did it take you time? Did you go through anger?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I went through anger. Yeah, I mean, just all the little stages of grief is a different kind of grief. But I think you still go through the stages. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ask you, and I wondered about this, too. And I have so many things in here that I haven't even... Okay, I'm sorry, but I have to laugh because, I mean, I've known Beth now for... It's been, what, almost a couple years? Mm-hmm. We met we met a couple years ago at church when we were doing a... Um, Christmas party. Yeah, a Christmas. The women we were doing, we did that Christmas song. We did a skit mm-hmm. to the Christmas song. That's when we met. Um, but you said in here about this, this first husband, uh, my husband always said the way he helped you around the house was by not making you cook. Yes. And that's true. Beth doesn't like to cook. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I'm hogging. Do you you have things you wanted to ask her? I'm looking up something I wanted to ask her. No, I I mean,
1: it's an amazing book, and I definitely would absolutely recommend um, everyone order the book. And I think we had done a a podcast a few weeks ago, and one of the things that we were talking about is how in, like, if it's an abusive relationship where there are red flags, it is often that you don't think that person will ever get to that next level. You don't think, you know, it's because it seems to progress slowly. Did you feel that way? That, I mean, you seemed, um, I mean, obviously like when he went in that room, like, did it ever even occur to you that that oh, in be. in the gun room? Uh, yes. Oh. What, what would happen or. No. Yeah. And no. so like, and then with the, the physical abuse, I mean, again, it's the choking, like, I just feel like there's so many times when I think as women, we know they're, Maybe we feel there's a little something wrong, but we don't think it's going to progress to that next level. And what would you speak to that?
2: The same thing I tell my daughters, because I have three daughters, is when a man begins, I call it negative teasing you, putting you down. That's where it starts, from putting you down and little cut things to, you know, cussing you and then putting his hands on you. And so that, to me, is the first thing to watch out for and stay away from that.
0: You are doing such a great job with them to let them know that they are valued, they are Mm -hmm. important, they are smart, they are loved. Mm -hmm. They are not to be treated poorly by anyone, Mm -mm. especially a man. If he's putting them down, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Right. It's just not. They're Mm -hmm. supposed to behave the way that God loves and treats us. Right. Yeah. And that's, okay, so here's my question. You said that the pastors from the church called you and they said that they believed you'd changed and never seen a man so broken. So, I mean, this is kind of a tough question, I think. I don't know. But, I know women who have been through abuse in the church. I mean, I mean, husband, wife abuse, not abuse from the church, but, and then they went to their pastors and it all became about the issue of submission and you need to stay and you need to do this and you need to do that. Did you feel that way at all? Or did you feel support from your pastors? Did you feel pressure from your pastors? I just, I want to know what your experience was in the church.
2: Mm -hmm. No, my pastors were wonderful. No, I didn't feel pressure from them. They were so incredible to me in the girls, you know, helping us get out and get situated. They actually packed the moving van van for us and they were sweating. No, they were wonderful. No, I mean, we all genuinely believed that he changed. And, and I do think maybe he did for a minute. I really do. I think it's like the Bible verse, you know, about the plants springing up real quick.
0: And then they just. And get, then the sun comes and scorch it. Yeah.
2: I think that's what happened, honestly.
0: I'm so glad mm-hmm. because I've just heard it so many times because of, well, he's your husband and you need to do this and you need to do that. You know, I know just just split for a while and things will get better anyway. I'm, I'm glad you didn't experience that. Mm-mm. I um, right. You know, the closest, I mean, I was never in an abusive relationship, but when you said that about your daughters, um, <clears throat> like my mom and dad, I don't want to call it, they're both past, so I don't want to call it, I don't know. It probably had an element of abuse to it, but we saw some, some name calling, some verbal stuff, some, yeah, we saw stuff. But when I was dating after my divorce, there was one particular man that I was dating, and one day... I closed his door too hard and he started screaming at me and telling me that I was wearing slutty clothes. And cause I had on a shirt that if I lift my arms, you could see my stomach just a little, if I was like, mm-hmm. and it was, so we dated for, I don't know, maybe a few more weeks after that. But the thing, the thing that really struck me was that my friends in the church, cause we were all together in church would say things to me like, But you're helping him so much. You're helping him to grow. He's so different with you. You know, just be patient with him. And I was like, what? He's screaming at me and Mm -mm. telling me I'm slutty. Is that a good foundation for a relationship? No. No, That's the job of a therapist, not a girlfriend. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, no. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I think we're doing, maybe we're doing better in this, you know, 2021 age of women, but we still have to do what you're doing and lead our daughters and young girls to know how they should be treated. And then to, what else would you, would you recommend? Because I know we're kind of coming down to the, the end of our time together, but is there anything else other than every I'm going to ask you to do something super uncomfortable in a minute, but other than just everything that you say in here, do you have any other words you want to speak to who's listening, who needs to hear your story?
2: I just want to say that the Lord has a wonderful plan for your life mm-hmm. and he, he wants you to be treated like a queen and a daughter, you know, of the most high God. And and that includes not being talked down to and put down and beaten up and shot, or cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> or choked. <laughs> but the good news is um, that I have a wonderful, amazing husband right now. Yes, let's... And he has never, ever raised his voice to me, said one mean word to me. He's an incredible father to my children, has adopted the two older ones, and then we have one together. So there's a happy ending.
0: Such a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And And the reason that you named the book...
2: I can even dance, dance, is because um,
0: I didn't know if I'd be able to walk without a limp. Wait, this was the part that I said would be super uncomfortable. Um, Will you read this? Sure. Like, I feel like this is a perfect way to, this is one of, and there's another journal entry as well. So Beth is going to read one of the journal entries. And in order to read the other journal entry, you have to buy the book.
2: So July, 2002. I always thought that when my leg healed, I was healed emotionally as well. When I could run, I was healed. Well, I ran yesterday, and it felt good. But you know what? My leg still catches sometimes, and sometimes when I get up, it gives. These things only remind me how much I have grown and how far the Lord has brought me. My leg will never be the same, and neither will I. While sometimes it hurt so badly I could hardly breathe, it was in these seas of pain that I found myself. I have a new and happy life, and I can run again and even dance.
0: See I'm crying again. Oh, beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. Thank and you. Do you have anything thank else you for having or... me.
1: That was beautiful. Thank,
0: thank you. Me. I'm honored y'all had me. Thank also, you. Also, I'm just, I'm just floored, and I love everything you do. So thank you for being with us today. Um, especially go to the show notes. We'll have a link to best social media if that's okay or Mm -hmm. okay and her book to buy on amazon and uh, amazon yes okay um we'll have the link to michelle's um counseling no did i say that right sure I suddenly I'm like, wait, did I say that correct? Well, we we'll link to Michelle's practice so you can take a look there. We'll have a link to the Facebook group, so please join that if you haven't already. And I think that's it. I don't know what else to say today. So, and what we do, Beth, is at the end together, we say, until next time, consider yourself hugged. So, on our cue, we will all say it together. So, until next ne- time, consider, consider yourself hugged. hugged. <laughs> so, you were so